This time on IFAF, Idaho Falls and Fries. Crab fries Ooh, at the fair? Yum. Who is Yachtly Crew? Exactly how far away is Burning Man? What brand new tradition did we start just this year at the Eastern Idaho State Fair? And will Brickham Young be under your Christmas tree this year? IFAF, Idaho Falls Weekly Informal Infotainment with Mike Nelson and Carly Morgan. Let's start off by thanking our listeners. Just a moment of gratitude. We have the best people listening and watching. Um, first of all, Steve, look, look at this. Oh, Steve yeah. heard us talking about the Ms. Pac-Man that I love so much. Mm-hmm. And well, and got not just you one, but me one too. That was sweet. Thanks a lot, That's Steve. That's thoughtful. So great. Appreciate you watching and listening. I think he watches on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And so does H Yoshi735. I'm from Japan. I was raised in Utah and living in Europe. I have no idea how I ended up with your podcast, but I've subscribed. <laughs> Keep them coming. Funny. Thanks, I love H. that. Yoshi. Well, and I love that even if you're not in Idaho Falls, it can still be a fun listen for you. Well, and here's what we're discovering. This is an audience we never th- really thought about, mm-hmm. but it makes a lot of sense, is a lot of Idaho Falls or Southeast Idaho expats uh huh. And apparently, even from Utah, we we hit, I guess, some sort of nerve or check some boxes. Funny. And and I would imagine that's probably true. Idaho and Utah very similar. We've talked about yeah. how like the makeup of the Idaho Falls market mm-hmm. is similar to the makeup of the Salt Lake City market. In oh, that, yeah. it's a ninety mile corridor from north to south. Mm-hmm. And the godless heathens are on one end, <laughs> and the super religious people are on the other end. Yeah. Absolutely. So, just like Ogden Salt Lake Provo, we're sort of a mirror image of that Pocatello, Idaho Falls, Rexburg. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> more buff, more muff. Thank you for putting us in your algorithm, <laughs> the algorithm. Yeah, that was nice of him to, you know, it's nice that he cares about our success. Very cool. You know? Yeah. Troy says, yeah, sloppy food, man. I make a commitment. I sit, I eat it, and then I'm done. It's one mm-hmm. and done, he yeah. said. And Greg said, Mike, I've never tried nachos. I've never ordered nachos with the chips on the side. You will thank me, my friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to do that and uh, be so grateful. I really do think that's a great idea. I don't like soggy chips. I kind of do. I don't like limp chips. I don't like chimp lips. <laughs> and I hate to see it when a chimp limps. Do you not like limp biscuits either? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Have you ever had chilaquiles? Had what? Chilaquiles. I think I made them for you once, but it's basically tortilla chips absolutely smothered in salsa verde with a little bit of cotilla cheese and um, a little bit of uh, queso Oaxaca. I love it already. Oh, it's so good. And like a dollop of sour cream. That's Mm -hmm. how I like it. Um, Apparently, that's not the correct way to eat it, but... Whatever. A it dollop is. of sour cream. Yeah, like a nice little thing of yes, sour yeah. cream on it. Just a oh, little dollop. They're so good. Mm-hmm. They're great brunch food. Okay. Yeah. Say I it make again. it sometime. Chilequiles. Chilequiles. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, it's got to be great because it rhymes. Right. Okay. I think so. So we are fresh from the Eastern Idaho State Fair. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but first, we sort of did a lot of zagging while other people were zigging. Yeah. There's so Because there's so much going on. It is Labor Day weekend. The fair started Friday. Mm-hmm. Labor Day is Monday. Um, and, and instead of going, so there was Incubus at the fair on Friday mm-hmm. night. There were the Beach Boys at the Mountain America Center, what, what are left of them. Yeah. And I hear they did a great job. Instead of that, I love the Beach Boys. We went back to Curry Pizza in Rexburg. 
Oh, it was so good. And this time we got the tikka masala and butter chicken, which also, I didn't know that they don't do half and half on the weekends. Yeah. They were nice and made an exception for us, but don't tell, like, you didn't hear that from us, okay? Yeah. They said, uh, oh, special for you, no problem. Right. But usually we don't do that. Yeah. We said, you know, we are, we did drive. And that's so funny because uh, we drove all the way from Idaho Falls. We drove 29 minutes. Right. You know, when so I've lived in a few other towns, mm-hmm. Seattle, Salt Lake, Milwaukee, just here and there in my life. I always get always get sucked back here to Idaho Falls, Idaho. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is I'm not complaining. It's great. We love this and started a whole podcast about it. Right. Uh, but I think it's so funny when I hear somebody in Pocatello say, ah, "I got to drive clear out to Chubbuck." Right. You know? Yeah, that's basically Idaho Falls and Ammon, you know. Right. And <laughs> and I mean like in bigger cities, like it's okay. So Idaho Falls used to be a ten-minute town, and mm-hmm. I would—I'm going to suggest that it is now a fifteen-minute town. Yeah. Depending on where you're going, sometimes even twenty minutes if you have to go from the extreme east foothills of Idaho Falls to say the airport mm-hmm. on the north western side of Idaho Falls. Well, and if you're an airport dad, then you're—that's actually a five and a five-hour and twenty-minute drive because you got to be there five hours early. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. Now I'm thinking Idaho Falls is like a 15-minute town. Well, Rexburg's just another 15 minutes. A lot of towns take that long to get to. If you're you know, in the suburbs of Seattle mm-hmm. and you want to go downtown for the night, it's a longer drive than that. Then oh, you yeah. have to find parking. So, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. really complain too much about a trip to Rexburg, a trip to Blackfoot yeah. or Pocatello from Idaho Falls. It's, it's NBD. Mm-hmm. It's no big deal. Anyway, we went to Curry mm-hmm. Pizza again. Here's the slow-mo cheese. Oh. We actually took this shot the first time we went and and kind of got it. It was TikTok worthy, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we got to do this again. Look at that cheese, man. I know. That cheese was good. Even at the restaurant, I said to you, wow, doesn't this just look like, doesn't this look exactly like the pizza in All Dogs Go to Heaven? <laughs> I remember being a kid and watching that and being like, oh my gosh, I want pizza that looks like that. That looks so good. Yeah. And I finally have fulfilled that dream at Curry Pizza. So thank you, Curry Pizza. And you know me, food is fuel for me. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm mostly a how much protein, how many, I can't have those mm-hmm. carbs, I can't have that sugar. Yeah, and I'm the exact opposite. Well, and I will go crazy, like a kid in a candy store, sometimes when the fair is there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when the mood is right. Yeah. You know, you got to. Absolutely. Thanksgiving, Halloween, Christmas, mm-hmm. anytime bring, somebody brings something special, sure. Yeah. But most of the time, it's like, okay, let's just uh, get this over with so I can get on with my day. Yeah. But- there are some, and I'm salivating already, there are some foods that I have and then I start dreaming about. Curry pizza is one of them. If you like Indian food and haven't tried it yet, mm-hmm. try it because damn. Right. Well, and it's not sloppy either. You it's know? N- no, it's not. Yeah. And that's what's so wild is with all the toppings on there and, mm-hmm. and the way you saw that cheese melt, you'd think, oh boy, I'm going right. to have to wash my hands afterwards. And I, I mean, I think most people do wash their hands after dinner, but sure. you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could napkin dry it. You'd be just fine. And there's something about their crust. It's just per it's a perfect between crispy and chewy. Uh-huh. Man. Now that being said, there is one thing I wish they would do. Okay. I wish that they would include dipping sauces that are like tikka masala or like butter chicken sauce and stuff. Brilliant. So you can dip your pizza in it like you would a ranch. Cause that's the one thing I think that's the only thing I think that they're missing. I love me. It's I love a sauce. Mm-hmm. You know, love the sauce. Yeah, and they could do something like um, 
paneer breadsticks. Oh, yes. With tikka masala dipping oh my gosh, sauce. That's actually a really good idea. Let's just take it all the way, guys. Yeah. We're just, we're throwing out the free ideas left and right on yeah. this podcast. Yeah. Do like a paneer, so like non breadsticks with like a paneer center. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. <gasps> that's so smart. Garlic non breadsticks. Ooh. And cheese and sauce. That sounds really good. <laughs> anyway, so once again, curry pizza did not disappoint. Mm-hmm. And I guess Rexburg right now is enjoying the calm before the storm. Right, because all the students are about to come back. BYU-Idaho students will be here this week, mm-hmm. you know, getting ready for, I think, classes the following Monday or something like that. Mm-hmm. But they said, yeah, go to Walmart now. Get all your stuff now. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, enjoy the peace and quiet for like three more days. <laughs> I will say, though, this past Monday night, I was driving around Idaho Falls, mm-hmm. and had a couple of errands to run, and I noticed the traffic was lighter. I noticed that people were more calm. I would mm-hmm. go into a store and things were orderly. Yes. Crowds were lighter. Mm-hmm. I was like, what's changed? What's different? As a curmudgeon... As a grumpy old man, mm. it's the kids being back in school. The families are back on schedule. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who sometimes likes to zag when everybody else is zigging, I appreciated that a lot. Right. I yeah. was like, as someone oh, who I works, forgot about this part of back to school. As someone who works in retail, first of all, ever since the pandemic, for some reason, people are like completely incapable of putting things back where they found them. (laughs) You know, especially because it's not a big store. It's not hard to walk the five feet to put the thing where you got it from. Right. But they just like, like, I had a kid the other day who just tossed stuff on the floor and walked out. (laughs) And I was just kind of like, I'm sorry, were you raised by literal wolves? Oh, no. I'm sure his mother picked up after him (sighs) his entire childhood. Have you noticed this? And here comes another patented Mike Nelson theory, copyright 2023. I I believe I've ma- successfully made the observation in my life that if your parents are slobs, you can end up being a total neat freak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And conversely, if your mom's a total neat freak and always cleans up after you and picks up after you, mm-hmm. you know, you can, I think, learn from her good example or not learn a thing at all. It's so nice not having so many kids in the store. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially because no one was watching their kids before and now all of a sudden at least when they go out they're going out together instead of just dropping them off and using you know the store like a daycare (laughs) yeah yikes or the entire mall like a daycare yeah props oh it's so bad oh and one follow-up from last week the berea dipping sauce now i have heard the sauce referred to as berea as well Mm -hmm. but i think technically it's a because we were talking about the berea dipping tacos Mm -hmm. at the fair Oh, and have you noticed Taco Bell started doing them? Yes. They're not that good. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. Uh, but it's consomme. That's yes. the word I think you were looking for. It is. It is. And at the Last table, episode. they kept saying that word. And I just, I, I actually never heard it referred to that way either. So I learned something too, which is good. Um, but I had, I could not recall it at all. Last podcast. Um, also, speaking of those uh, tacos from Taco Bell, the burrito tacos there, um, so they were introduced to me as grilled cheese tacos. So I was thinking it'd be like a grilled cheese sandwich that had been flattened and then you put taco meat in it. Yeah. And I was so excited because doesn't that sound so good? That's not how they are. It's just a normal taco with cheese on the outside. Um, but now that I've like heard of this grilled cheese taco idea, I think I have to make that because it sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that sound so good? Yeah, it does. Yeah. 
do a cheese quesadilla with some cheese on the outside. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, just no, cheese I would, everywhere. I would use an actual. So I would basically just make a grilled cheese sandwich, fold it in half, but then put all the taco fillings and stuff in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that sound so good? It does. Yeah. Look, you are you're making a lot of plans for my stomach. So I know. <laughs> let's let's start seeing some follow through here. Right. Yeah. I know. It's so bad. I haven't had any time to cook. Working on it. Ideally soon. Fall is coming. Isn't that the time where we, you know, put on sweatshirts and oh, yeah. start the oven and mm-hmm. do something? Oh yeah. Speaking of zagging, Saturday, instead of going to the Eastern Idaho State Fair. Mm-hmm. Instead of attending the grand closing of the Golden Crown after 50 plus years. Wild, by the way. I want to know. I really want to know the story behind that. Yeah. Do they, are they going to sell and then somebody else is going to buy them and reopen the same thing in the same place? That's kind of what I was thinking. I have a feeling that they're going to not be the exact same, but I think that they're going to reopen another bar, but a slightly nicer bar so that they can justify more expensive drinks. Okay. Yeah. Like 18. That's kind of what I'm expecting, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, maybe it should be XIX. Yeah. I do kind of want to know the story of why that happened because they've been, I mean, they had such a good run. Um Despite the fact that their bathroom situation sucked. Oh yeah. Oh, do you have a note? I have a you note. Have a little note. <laughs> I have a note. Crown? As someone who loved or the that... new whoever the new owners. <laughs> yeah, as someone who loved the establishment, I have a note. Uh, the women's bathroom sucked so bad. There was always at least four people deep, and there's like one stall in the women's bathroom, and I'm pretty sure that there are two in the men's. Or at least a stall in a urinal or something. Yeah, I don't know. And there was never a line for the men's, but always a line for the women's. And it did not matter when you got there, you were going to wait in line. Okay. I just remember the giant Jenga that they had. Like, the, the blocks were huge. They were, oh, that's cool. I don't know, four times the size of regular Jenga. And it's uh-huh. it's pretty fun entertainment. Speaking of people watching, uh-huh. you know, to watch slightly inebriated tipsy people play a game where there's no tipping yeah that's you know? fair that's fair you know i was i, I always really liked the uh, punching machine you okay know, you get to get out some of that pent-up aggression plus it's even funnier if they miss you know i can think of one sin committed at the crown that should go away forever oh yeah i was i happened to meet a group of friends there one night and one of them had a pepper spray keychain uh-huh. i said oh cool what's this and just as they were saying no. Oh, no. In slow motion, I went, <gasps> and yeah, like total oh, party no. foul. I had just gotten there. Like it clear, it didn't clear the whole bar, but that <laughs> corner definitely, whoo. No. <laughs> when, yeah, when you release that into the air and people breathe it and get it in their nose and throats, yikes. Wow. It, it wasn't even, it wasn't a direct hit on anybody. <laughs> Sorry wow. about that. That's yeah. my bad. <laughs> What do you do when I don't? I, I, I may have just laughed at that point. Yeah, I mean, what else can you do? <laughs> what can you do? Yeah, I'm a jerk. The Man. rest of the night, you're going to be looking at my face, going, "That guy." <laughs> you know, but for all the bad times, there were so many more good times, and I think for yeah. that, they deserve the IFAF award. Amen. You get that on your way out, Golden yeah. Crown. You are IFAF this week. Oh, speaking of bars. Want to present you with the Teton T-shirt of the week, tetontshirts.com. You might recognize this one. Check this out. Oh, this is a good one. So this is, you You may remember this, Neon Cowgirl. Mm-hmm. This Neon Cowgirl. Lassoing a martini. Neon Cowgirl lassoing a martini with the word words hub, which was where, it was a bar where the Celt is now. Mm-hmm. And I think you can still see the old bar sign and the old wagon wheel is a table there. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
tetontshirts.com for Idaho Falls-centric images from yesteryear. So instead of those happenings, we just went to the farmer's market. Mm -hmm. Because you've worked so many Saturdays in a row. Oh, so many. And the farmer's market is one of your favorite things. Mm -hmm. And it ended this past Wednesday in Ammon when they were doing it on a Wednesday night. Right, yeah. So, yeah. So your options are running. It goes through October. Mm -hmm. But you wanted to go. And you're so glad we did because... I am so glad we went because they actually had some macarons there, which everyone says macaroons. That is incorrect. Those are the cookies that have the coconut in them. Macarons are the ones that are um, almond flour based, made in France, the good stuff. Um, I love me a macaron. I love them so much. And if you're a visual thinker, macaroons and macarons are only one O off because it is spelled macaron, mm -hmm. but as yeah. opposed to French President Emmanuel Macron. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but, I probably just confused you more than I helped you out there. <laughs> but I already tried a few of them. So I tried some of their uh, regular ones, which just look like, you know, good old fashioned Macrons. But they also had these really super cute Dumbo ones. These are like Macrons Plus. Oh, they were adorable. So yeah. I tried the um, Dumbo one and I tried the little mouse one. And the mouse was a churro flavor. And then Dumbo was peanut butter, which is so brilliant. <laughs> And they were so cute. And then you had Mama Elephant because you didn't want that much sugar. And I think she was just vanilla, right? I think she, yeah, it just tasted like sugar. Yeah. But they're so cute and whimsical. So cute. And I can't imagine how long those took to make. Yeah. Yeah. But what a cute idea. And I kind of was hoping that they'd have like other Disney characters too. They did only have the Dumbo ones, but I sort of want to visit like their Instagram and see if they're working on like an Aladdin set or something like that. You know, ooh, Lilo and Stitch would be cute. They well, should do that. And I wonder, because we were just at the fair and saw a ton of knockoff merch. So much. I mean, I I, I saw something that looked very, very much like Hello Kitty that I'm pretty sure didn't have a Sanrio tag on it. Almost definitely not. You know? Yeah. So I wonder what the... Like, for plausible deniability purposes, that wasn't necessarily Dumbo. It could have been any elephant. It was a circus elephant. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, I kind of want to see if they do any other characters, maybe like next week or something. Not that I'll be able to go, but, you know, maybe I can have like a spy on the inside or they I, have an I could Instagram. run down and take a look. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, kind of fun. And they were super good. Um, I've noticed that a lot of people who make macrons around here do use buttercream in their macrons, which is... Totally normal and good. You're talking about the soft filling in the middle? Yes. Okay, and what are you supposed to use? Well, there's not really a supposed to use, but some people will use more of like a... It's not necessarily ice cream, but it's slightly more ice creamy in texture. Mm. I don't know how else okay. to describe it. Yeah. It's not cold, though. There's not frozen treats. Well, when I buy them, they usually are, because I... so. I love macarons so much. Oh, that's much. right. A couple times you've gotten that huge 50-pack from yes. Costco. <laughs> yeah, because that's the only place you can get them usually unless you have like an in-town baker that wants to make them, which most people don't because they're very labor-intensive. Um, plus, it's just a good value. Well, and let's, yeah. and let's show this. We took a picture first because we know our auto-zoom doesn't work so well in this, pod, in this show, mm -hmm. but uh, we took a picture. So check this out. This is where you can get... Your macrons. So this is um, Old Willow Cafe Macron Bakery. Oldwillowcafe.com is where you can see their stuff. And one more follow-up from a, a few podcasts ago. We were talking about songs of the summer. Well, there's this guy that I really admire. His name is Sean Ross. Mm -hmm. And if you're in radio, music radio broadcasting, you probably know the name. I think he works for Edison Research. Sean is 
one of the top 10 most interesting people I've ever met. I mean, he is just his encyclopedic knowledge of radio and and not only that, but hit music charts is is it's vast and it's unequaled. And here's here's what's funny. We were buds on Facebook when Facebook was newish mm-hmm. because yeah, this is a networking tool, yay. And do you remember Song Pop? So Song I don't. Okay, Song Pop was a Facebook game when Facebook games were pretty big. Oh, I do remember that. And I'm like this game was made for mm. me. So I started yeah. playing. Well, unbeknownst to me, Sean was also playing. <laughs> and it was a social it was social gaming, so I saw him, he saw me, and pretty soon he messaged me and said, "We have to play." Right. And I will say I beat him at least once. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how many times we played or uh, but I just remember being thrilled that I won a mm-hmm. contest against the great Sean Ross. He's got a blog if you're really interested. But these music researchers, they get they get crazy mm-hmm. with their analysis of pop music. Oh, wow. There's a guy. In fact, his name is Guy. Last <laughs> name Zapolian. Perhaps not his real name. But Guy Zapolian, if you want to Google Guy Zapolian's rock music cycles, he developed this theory because really it's, it's easily quantifiable. The birth of rock and roll was 1955-ish. And of course, it's got a lot of history leading up to that, but whatever. Sure. So... Uh, Rock and roll or pop music cycles have followed a specific pattern where there's a birth or a rebirth, in our case, in this day and age. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there's a lot of creativity. And then eventually, after a year or two, the pop music cycle will hit the doldrums Mm -hmm. where it gets kind of boring and everything sort of sounds the same. Yeah, it kind of becomes an equation. Remember for a hot minute, a lot of pop songs on the radio sounded just like The Weeknd? Yeah. And to some degree, Taylor Swift, who I'll be getting to in just a second, and Jack Antonoff's beats and production mm-hmm. sort of sound, you know, just ethereal and dreamy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Sean Ross, every summer. So at the end, he just looks at chart performance and, of course, interviews a ton of program directors around the country. So, if, and it's probably no surprise that he called this summer's Song of the Summer, Taylor Swift, Cruel Summer. Okay. Uh-huh. Which makes all the sense in the world. I like to think of songs as summer songs as fun and upbeat. Mm-hmm. And Cruel Summer is just sort of. Yeah. Don't make me do any more of this song. Yeah, please don't. Uh, which I'm kind of surprised too because I feel like I'm just Ken was the big song of the summer. That, well, certainly it was a pop culture phenom. Yeah. But. I would I would choose a more compelling song, period. Like, Olivia Rodrigo is killing it yeah. right now. Her song, Bad Idea. Yes. Seeing it tonight, it's a bad idea, right? Mm-hmm. She just, she's got the tood. Mm-hmm. She's got the hook. Yeah. But I cannot disagree with Sean Ross. So that is, in my book, the official summer song of 2023, Taylor Swift. And cruel it's- summer. You know what? It has been a cruel summer, though. I get it. <laughs> I mean, everything's so much harder now. I just want a break. I want things to be easy. I didn't feel that way at all. I thought it was a bitchin' summer. I mean, there were a lot of parts of it that were, but everything's more expensive right now. Yeah. You know, people are just meaner. Yeah, what's everyone's up with gas so prices? Yeah. I saw premium was four four $4.70 a gallon. <sighs> 
What's going on? I'm just so tired. Do gas prices, are they just tied to politics? Is that why? I thought yeah. prices were supposed to go down after Labor Day, no, right? but like genuinely, yeah. They they're... come up on Memorial Day, everybody gasses around in the summer and expects to pay the, an arm and a leg. No, like there's actual evidence that they're just price gouging. Like they don't have to be charging right. as much as they are. They just are because they can. Yeah, when Shell comes out and yeah. has the unmitigated gall to say, oh, record profits this year. You yeah. want to... Really? Yeah. Really, Shell? You don't say. Oh, and while we're at it, there's a there's an ad that just sticks in my craw, too, because I had a bad experience in 2008 <laughs> with Wells Fargo. And they're like, Wells Fargo has donated $50 million to help poor kids eat the things that they need to be eating and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, you want credit for that? Because some of that money that bailed you out was mine. Right. You can't have privatized one thing and have it lead to a public bailout. Right. It either is or is not your responsibility, corporate America. <laughs> oh, and, and, and no. well, and yeah, and while I'm on that, and this, this is funny because this is, I'm not role reversal because you haven't spoken your mind because I'm saying exactly probably what you feel. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Have you heard, his name is either Anthony Oliver or Oliver Anthony. Uh-huh. He's got a song that came out that I just found out about this week or oh, the maybe the week before. Oh, the protest singer, right? Yeah, kind of. It's called uh, Rich Men North of Richmond. Uh-huh. And it's, it's exactly the tude that the title would suggest. Mm-hmm. He's talking about the hard honest blue collar worker you know just getting raked over the coals yeah man and by that's corporate america the rich men north of richmond i just i think it's great man yeah well i'm just saying there are more of us than them and gay teens do exist so you know <laughs> like just say, like do you know where the expression eat the rich actually comes from and, where? and i don't know who said it but i think the context is important oh i think i okay i actually think i do but I be- well i believe the the full quote i don't even know who said it was when the poor have nothing left to eat, they'll eat the rich. Yeah. So, you know, corporate America, make sure that A, people are paid enough to, you know, buy the products you're selling, mm-hmm. and B, they'll get too fat. Right, right. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, you know, don't make sure that there's not that much of a disparity between the CEO and the lowest paid worker. And there is now. Oh, there's so much. It's just, it's out of control. Yeah. People are getting mad, you know, not just people who riff on podcasts, mm-hmm. but, but people are getting upset and it's showing in our pop culture. Well, and can you blame them? No. I mean, when you have to work. Yeah. Okay. So like realistically, um, if you're making, let's say, I don't know, $20 an hour, you know, which is a good salary, mm-hmm. you know, let's say you're doing that and you want to go out and you want to buy a lush body wash. Do you want to know how much a lush body wash costs? How much? Like 50, 60 bucks. Wow. So that's three hours of time so that I can wash my pits with rose scented goo, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, if you put it that way. <laughs> right, right. And to be fair, that's kind of a... That's not totally accurate because that is a luxury. Well, not necessarily. Yeah, I don't know. It's not a luxury brand, but it's a luxury. Like, you don't have to use that. You can use soft soap from the dollar store. But, you know, when everything is like that, when everything that you need to just be a human being and not be gross and disgusting and all that, you know, when everything you need is so much more expensive and you know that that is equal to time, it's hard not to be angry about it. Well, and I'm having a hard time relating to your lush bath bombs because I'm a, 
If you're going to be in my shower, you have to be three in one minimum. <laughs> I, I prefer five in one. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> it makes me sad. But I know I have my luxuries. Yeah. I'm trying to think of one right now. I can't really, but I know I do. Good shoes. Sh- good shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what expensive things do I buy on a regular basis that I know I don't really need? I'm sure there's something. Okay, gadgets. Yes. Like, like for example, this week, because you and I both... Mm-hmm. Now live in places without a water softener. Yeah, and well, and to be fair, I've never actually. I think I did when I was a kid oh, yeah? had a water okay. softener, but yeah, never. All right. Mm-hmm. So at, at, I'm thinking, you know, what would be the what's the poor man's solution to this? I don't. Right. Really, I don't want to go buy a water softener right now. Yeah. And then, so I searched Amazon for water purifier only for your shower, mm-hmm. and they make them. Yeah. And they're 35 bucks. Yeah, they're super cheap. And the filters are 15 and you replace them twice a year. Once mm-hmm. a Yeah, once a year. Every six months. Every six, yeah. yeah. Every six months. Yeah. Thank you. Why couldn't I word that that way? <laughs> You've already installed yours. I, I have. haven't installed mine yet. But yeah, you know, uh, it's gadgets like that. I, I will make impulse purchases just like Steve did with our 40th anniversary Miss Pac Man t shirts. Which Thanks, is Steve. so nice of him. What a so sweetheart. Sweet. And that's so out of character for him. He's usually so <laughs> frugal. So. <laughs> Whatever we added to your, whatever value we brought to your life, we're just so glad Yeah. about that. But yeah, probably gadgets for me. Yeah. I need to be able to blow a random 50 bucks whenever I see something cool on. But my tastes don't, you know, there are, there's nothing a 5000 thing, $5,000 thing I want, except maybe a fully functioning Stormtrooper suit at some point in my life. But I I'll, love I'll that get so there. much for you, <laughs> right? What well, was it? That was. <laughs> if I ever become like gross, like gross amounts of rich, mm-hmm. I will absolutely buy that for you. Okay, yeah. With glee, like I'd want to wear it and every and maybe yeah. play paintball in it and yes. everything. <laughs> yeah, uh, laser tag. Yeah, obviously laser tag is what you play in it. Don't want to scuff the suit. Yeah. Well, yeah, and also point. like they shoot lasers. Right. Yeah. Pew pew. It's more accurate. I know. I probably won't be able to hit anything if I'm wearing a, a no. <laughs> Which actually is perfect. We should definitely play it together then, because I can't hit anything anyway. So it'll actually give me the advantage I need. All right. So I think we've covered all the comments and follow ups and just gratitude. Thank. Oh yeah, both of our. Um, so it looks like Facebook is the clear winner, at least right now, mm-hmm. for who's consuming or or the way in which people want to consume this show. Mm-hmm. And our last two videos hit a thousand views. So thank you. Which is pretty awesome. Thanks well, for Well, especially because our last watching. one came out on Friday. Right. Yeah. We did a bonus episode and even that's at a thousand. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And, and by the way, if you're uh, watching on Facebook and or YouTube and you want to take us to go, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you get your podcasts. And if you're a listener... And you want to know, I know sometimes when we make visual jokes and show you things on camera, it's always on YouTube. In fact, I would say it's the perfect background show to ignore for an hour while you're making dinner. Right. Yeah. It's something that you (laughs) only have to look up at maybe three or four times an episode. Yeah. Right. Probably even less than that. Another thing that's going on this week, which by the way, uh, is closer than you think, Burning Man. How close is it? It's 10 hours away. Oh, that's not that bad. You just you drive to Twin Falls. You go south like you're going uh-huh. to Jackpot. You go through Jackpot, and you mm-hmm. end up. I think. Do you ha- no? You don't quite. Here's a map because I brought it up. I wanted to know. You see, it's about ten hours. Mm-hmm. The Playa, the Black Rock City, is what they call it because it's this very flat piece of land in the Black Rock Desert in Nevada, mm-hmm. and they're about 120 miles north of Reno. I've always wanted to do Burning Man. 
You know, my mom really wants to, too. I mean, I don't think I'm going to, you know, uh, do Molly or <laughs> or go nuts. Yeah. But I'd, lo- I'd, just, I'd love to go. In fact, I'd love to go to Costco first and get like <laughs> 10 pallets of water. Mm-hmm. Because I guess they have this kind of culture of sharing or gifting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing. I'm sure everybody's already... But, you know, rent an RV mm-hmm. from Camping World or Bishes. Right. Or, yeah, I wouldn't do it without an RV. Oh, no. You'd want an RV with yeah. AC mm-hmm. and... Plumbing. And, yeah, and plumbing and yeah. some beds. Okay, camping in general, I I can't do. I feel like such a little softy for it. You and I are the same, but same I, that way. But I got to have a toilet. I got to have a shower. Everything else I can not have, but those two things I need. And I guess this all started out... When it, when it started as just sort of a place, I think they would didn't. Did you ever see that Nicolas Cage man, movie Wicker Man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was sort of like that, where they <clears throat> except without the cult. Well, yeah. maybe. <laughs> but they had this huge man that they would literally burn at the end, mm-hmm. and I think the idea was to sort of burn things from the old life, like divorce papers or something. Uh-huh. You know, whatever you needed to let go of, yeah, you could like do a, it. A cleansing physically, yeah, in this mm-hmm. desert, and they're really responsible. Pack it in, pack it out. You know, leave no no footprint. And now, of, of course, ever since Paris Hilton started showing up, uh, and she probably doesn't anymore. But um, you know, it, it got like I don't want to say out of control, but mm-hmm. yeah, there are literal rock star luxury homes on wheels mm-hmm. there. But yeah, well, I'd like to go and rough it. And you know you can live stream it, right? Oh, can you? You can, yeah. Great. My, my mom live streams it every year. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that'll be enough for me. Yeah. But I just wanted to, this is the first year I went, wait a minute. Okay, it's going on this. So it's always late August, early September, you know, right around Labor Day weekend, perhaps last hurrah of the summer. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah, I'd like to go. But But I took it one step farther, which is, well, how far away is it? And yeah. it's 10 hours away. And I looked into tickets, too. They're about 575 bucks, which is funny because um, the event uh, lists decommodification and gifting among its main principles. Right. Yeah. But like, also- What exactly are you paying for? But also radical self-expression. I mean, to be at that place at that time, I think- yeah, but is that it? Like, what, what do they do with the money? Do they offer? Like, do they, they build have a man concerts? that you burn? Is that it? I, I mean, I think they do. I don't know if they do the events or if uh, yeah attendees do it all. I I don't. That's the thing is I obviously haven't looked into it too much. Yeah, but I've just seen a few shots and a few videos. And and the thing I think that speaks to me and my heart that I would want to follow is radical self-expression. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't. I think this is it. This is how I radically express myself. Right. Yeah. You're not going to go running around in booty shorts and glow sticks. Yeah. I wear a t-shirt and a blazer and make snarky jokes on a show, on a podcast. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. that's the, I guess I'm pretty vanilla, but I like to see the freak flags flying. Yeah. That's fair. I get that. Oh, wow. That guy's really into, I don't don't know, Dr. Pepper because he's painted himself like a Dr. Pepper can or whatever it is. Funny. Yeah. It's like the guy from Bob's Burgers who like... Uh, roller skates around in the Speedo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's like 80% of the people. I want to see a ton of that. And that <laughs> yeah. just, uh, yeah, that really appeals to me. So <laughs> so anyway, I'm, I'm making mental bookmarks now. Like, you know, one of the things I like to do, so I've lived mostly in Idaho Falls my entire life. Uh, born in Virginia, lived in California, lived in Seattle, Salt Lake, Milwaukee, like I mentioned earlier. Whenever I'm in a new place and I realize, oh, okay, I'm here for a minute. Uh, I like to go and do things that only people here can go and do. 
Okay, yeah. Yellowstone National Park, for example. Right. See yeah. the Grand Tetons. Yellowstone Bear World. Yeah. And? Oh, have you heard of Jurassic Creek at Yellowstone Bear World? I have not. So it's like big life-size animatronic uh, dinosaurs and stuff oh, we that gotta you can go. see now. I know. I've been dying to go for forever. This is the second time in a row I think we've met. I, I, almost, meant, I almost think Yellowstone Bear World perhaps is the most mentioned business on our podcast so far. So far. It might be, actually. Yeah, because I know we did a whole a whole uh, bit on goring season and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I wonder if that is. So Burning Man, I think, would qualify. Uh-huh. Vegas, definitely in our, I mean, you know, it's a 45-minute flight or whatever. Right. Or is it an hour and 45 minutes, but we, we gain an hour because we're on Pacific time. Anyway, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's such a quick flight. You know, why not do those things that we can only enjoy here on the West Coast? There's so much on our list. We still want to get to the fair. Can we just do a series of rapid fire things that are of note? I love it. Okay. So let's start with Brickham Young. Yes, you heard that right. So Mm -hmm. I'm on Facebook today and I see somebody selling a, what looks like to be a Lego version of the Idaho Falls Temple. In fact, I think they said Idaho Falls Temple Lego set. Uh-huh. Because I know that Lego does. I mean, they they do. Yeah, they do all kinds of like um, notable um, landmarks. It'd be easier to identify things Lego doesn't do, right? You know, but but yeah, like the Sydney Opera House. Yeah, and yeah, landmarks. And and I thought that well, Lego that's brilliant. It's not Lego. Uh huh. It's a company that uh, and and it looks like they make interchangeable bricks with that work with Lego. That's hilarious. And their name is literally Brickham Young. Brickham Young. Okay, that's so funny. So do they make teeny Brilliant. tiny do they make teeny tiny Moroni's? They do, and little missionaries. <gasps> okay, that's so <laughs> funny. I kind of want one. Yeah, I mean I think the Idaho Falls Temple set, it's available. I don't know if the Idaho Falls Temple is available on uh-huh. Amazon. The Salt Lake Temple is. Uh-huh. But if you go to BrickhamYoung.com. That's so fun. Well, and Brick EM. I would okay. Here's the thing. I think the Idaho Falls Temple is like eighty bucks. So I don't know if you've ever heard this. Um, where the most valuable piece a girl can have for her Lego set is the ponytail, because oh. then you can make any Lego figurine that you get a girl. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, I really don't think you need the full set from them. I think what you need is just the Moroni. Okay. Because then realistically, if you got enough creativity and you can, you know, spatially, if you can be spatially aware enough to figure out how to make it, you can get a bunch of white Lego bricks. Like, that's not hard. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. And then you just need that little Moroni, the little <laughs> ponytail, you know? <laughs> and and they have a dozen temples. I'm sure they don't huh. have all of them. Yeah, probably but they've not, got some, I think, a lot. I think it's a family based in Utah, maybe mm-hmm. Provo or something. Funny. Sounds like a Provo thing. Right, right. Although, what a great way to keep kids quiet during church. Because <laughs> then they're like doing something churchy, at yeah. least. Yeah, put one of those in the nursery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and I remember when I was a kid going to church, um, my grandma would let me draw. And I guess to prove that I was being a good little Mormon girl, I would draw like pictures of Jesus okay, sure. and stuff like that. Like, well, it seems yeah. appropriate yeah. if you're in church. When, yeah. in, when in Rome. <laughs> right, exactly. I would draw <laughs> churchy things hey, while I was in church. <laughs> speaking of the church, did you notice in the middle of the food booths at the uh-huh. Eastern Idaho State Fair, 
They had a Church of Jesus Christ. They did. Yeah, stand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. We walked Sweet. by and I, I was like, oh, I didn't know Jesus had a booth here. <laughs> kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of wish, I wish we would have gone in because I do want to see what that's all about. I they, want to see what they offer. They should have a dude in a white robe with a sash and sandals walking uh-huh. around handing out pamphlets. Or what do religious people call them? Tracts. <laughs> to be fair, I think that's tracks. technically sacrilegious, but they should at least no. have some missionaries walking around. That's what, a, what they do anyway. Okay, so not Jesus, but like a disciple. Yeah. Like a notable one. There we go. Yeah. Peter. Yeah. 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 Paul. Definitely, yeah, definitely not... Um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. <laughs> What's the bad one? I can't remember his name all of a sudden. <laughs> definitely not Judas. Judas, thank you. Why couldn't I think of Judas? <laughs> I kept thinking et tu brute instead of Judas. Et tu jude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, anyone but Judas. So we started with Brickham Young. <laughs> Which is so funny. I'm so mad I haven't heard of that yet. Well, and w- yeah, what a brilliant idea. How many yeah. people are mad that they didn't think of it first or act on yeah. it first? Right. You know? Right. I mean, well, and I love, I really do love the American capitalistic way of, hey, why doesn't this, this exist? I guess I'll make it. Right. I mean, that's sort of the reason we're doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know what Idaho Falls needs? Some people that just talk about what's going on without being, um, and I apologize to my friends in broadcasting, you know, the, the cheesy news anchor. Right. Throwing it to the cheesy weather guy mm-hmm. and having some banter like, well, it wouldn't be Labor Day weekend in Idaho if it didn't rain. <laughs> Not I, to say that we don't get cheesy. Oh, we do. <laughs> yeah. But usually it's over actual cheese. <laughs> and <laughs> At least for me. <laughs> and that was a cheesy joke. There you go. We just, all right. Well, and poor broadcasters are bound by the rules of the FCC. As someone who does normal broadcasting as well as this, yeah. I do think this is a little bit better. Only because I don't have to worry so much about getting in trouble, which is really nice. <laughs> right. We just the, sort of let yeah, everything fly. The anxiety at this gig is so much lower than every other gig that I do, you know? Is there, I mean, is there, I think I've got a little anxiety doing this, a little... I, th- I would call it performance anxiety. Oh, sure. Even though it's happening in a real comfortable space that mm-hmm. we designed. Right. And we just talk about whatever we want to talk about. Yeah. And it helps that we like each other, too. You it know? does. Yeah. <laughs> I think that helps a lot. I mean, so many. I can't tell you. I've been thrown into a few morning shows in my life where mm-hmm. I had no say. Yeah. And I'm still friends with some of those people and not with others. <laughs> You know, you can't fake it. A, you can't fake a dynamic, but that's what you know. Mm-hmm. Corporate radio, maybe not so much here, but uh, I, I think wants to do and wants to see. They'll take you know the top performing morning show person from one market uh-huh. and put them together with a top performing morning show person from another market and go, okay, guys, make magic. Right. Well, what if they hate each other? Mm-hmm. You know, what if they can't stand to be around each other? You you spend every day, four hours a day, in the same room with that person. That'd be tough. <laughs> Back on track with Ryder Park. The, that's the park that's right on the corner of Sunnyside and the Snake River. <laughs> right at that mm-hmm. intersection. Yeah. You know, there's a, the giant Snake River landing sign. Mm-hmm. And then Ryder Park has the fishing pond. And you've probably seen that huge pile of dirt that's there. Yes. With excavators around. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're doing something. And we hear it's going to be a sled hill. Which is so fun, by the way. Yeah. I love that. And as a hilly area, we don't have a lot of sled hills mm-hmm. in town. 
Yeah, not really. Right. I mean, you there's can, the one at Community Park, and that's about it. Community Park, you can go up to the Bone Road, mm-hmm. but so much of um, so much of our area has been developed at this point, right? That we're going to create an artificial hill. That's bizarre to me. Okay, so I used to live in Milwaukee. I lived mm-hmm. there for three years, and the closest ski hill I think was 90 minutes away. But there was one. Ski hill, sledding hill, you're, you're going to laugh when you hear this. It was built on top of an old garbage heap. Oh, that's actually really smart, though. Well, it is smart. So, yeah, they, they uh, put landfill and then fill it up with dirt. and then. Yeah. But here's what I did. So they have a tube coming out of the top of the hill. Oh. It's a methane escape tube. Yeah. Because as garbage rots, it, yeah. it produces gas. Uh-huh. So... <laughs> So it could this, explode otherwise. So, you know, you know, being from the Rocky Mountains most mm-hmm. of my life, moving to Milwaukee, and I actually had a guy from the West who sort of said, I apologize in advance for our mountains. Because huh. there's just, there's some rolling hills there, but not a lot of mountain action. Yeah. So I'm glad that the city of Idaho Falls is classy enough to make it all dirt. I don't think there's any nice. trash in that sled hill. Yeah. I mean, realistically, there's probably some, but not enough to need a methane tube. I wonder if they'll have, a, you know, the uh, the tow rope? Yeah. So that you can just grab onto the rope and go, and rock it all the way up to the... I'm sure they, they probably won't have a Can I also point out, I just realized that they have kind of a fundamental flaw in this hill. Okay. And it's that it's mostly just like... It, it's a very basic hill in the sense that it is a lump of dirt. Okay. But really what they need is sort of like a ridge so that you can get multiple people on at once. Because well, I m- feel like the current one, it's kind of only for one person at a time. I don't know how much progress they've made on actually moving the dirt and designing the thing. I think all I've seen is just a big pile of, it looks like a big mm-hmm. pile of dirt to me. Yeah. So they might still be shaping it, maybe. is what I'm saying, and maybe use your idea. Yeah, I just, I think they need to make it longer and I think they need to add little divots in it so that they're individual like sli- like slides almost. And uh, I guess they're going to charge two. Oh. And somebody else on Facebook said, what? Charging for a thing in a city park? But they do that for the rides at Funland. Yeah. They do that uh, for golf courses. They do. Aren't golf courses city parks? Not necessarily. They can be and the, private. And the, and the country club I know is private, right? Yeah. It's kind of funny because we're so used to mountains around here and yet... They're having a like they're gonna charge for this one particular one. <laughs> yeah, but but and, it's in in, pri- in a prime location, right? Well, and and also there aren't that many great sledding hills. Um, I mean, there are the foothills, but you have to kind of go out of town for that. Um, but it's so funny that you were talking about how in Milwaukee they were kind of apologizing for the mm-hmm. lack of mountains. I actually got a call about one of my listings the other day, and the guy was asking what set of mountains the foothills belong to, <laughs> and I was like. They're, they're not mountains, they're just foothills. Those aren't mountains. They, they don't have names because they're so little to us. Like, we don't Taylor care. Mountain, that's a mountain. That's true, that's true. But he was talking about the ones by the um, country club. And it was so funny because uh, he even kind of corrected himself as he was talking about it. He said something like, well, you know, you guys have so many mountains around here, you probably don't even have names for those ones. And I was like, you're right, we don't. They <laughs> Which don't. Which was the funny part. You, you, can't, know? you can't hug every kitty and you can't name every hill. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ant hill or otherwise. Exactly. That that would just be ridiculous. Yeah, but he was from, I think, Kentucky or something. Well, I know Midwesterners get blown away. People from Kansas and Arkansas, uh-huh. um, they get blown away when they land in Salt Lake City. Right. And, 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 you know, honestly, I think, I know Denver's the mile high city, and I think Denver got all the Rocky Mountain hype 
pun intended, <laughs> because that's where the pioneers first, you know, encountered huge mountains like mm-hmm. that. And they, and yeah, some of the, them stopped there. Yeah, but, by the time they got to our mountains, they're like, ah, oh, that's old news. Exactly. <laughs> so let's get to some things coming up. We'll tee you up. Yachtly crew is coming. And I don't, <laughs> you know how we were talking once about books and you just have to read the title and you get it? Yes. Like almost the full. So you get Yachtly Crew. I think I do. It's Yacht Rock. Uh-huh. And it's a group of dudes. Okay. Doing the Yacht Rock. That's what I figured. I kind of wondered if, if they were doing Yacht Rock style covers of Motley Crew songs, though. It could be that, Because that would be fun and funny. I'm assuming, because they're all wearing captain's uniforms, like Captain <laughs> Steubing in the Love Boat. I it's love that. <laughs> the, the ads I've seen. And I don't even know where they're coming uh, but I, I saw that and I was like, okay, that's funny. That deserves a <laughs> mention really for funny. sure. But also, you can't all be captain. Okay? <laughs> well, like there should have been eight, really, the lead singer should have been the captain. And then there should have been like three guys in like, you know, button downs and like board shorts and boat shoes and sunglasses, you know? The, I bet they do that <laughs> at some point. They have a wardrobe change during the show. Something. Yeah. yeah. That's funny though. Yachtly crew. I love that. And and my good friend Brad is a huge Yacht Rock fan. I'm not because I lived it. Mm-hmm. I was alive then and I was like, this music sucks. I like Yacht Rock too. And I then do. Madonna came along with peppy up-tempo pop music mm-hmm. and synthesizers, the likes of which I had never heard. And then Depeche Mode uh-huh. and Erasure, and I was like, yeah, this is the stuff <laughs> here. Yeah, no, I like, I totally do like Yacht Rock. This is something I wanted to talk about because it's always a good time when you get cops and firemen together. Did you know this? So they, they refer to events like this as guns and hoses huh. or guns versus hoses. That's funny. Right? Guns the, and hoses. The cops hilarious. and the firefighters get together yeah. and play for charity. Uh-huh. Anyway, this one happens to be a wheelchair basketball game on September 16th, 7 p.m., Snake River High School. Oh, cool. Yeah. And and, and it goes to a great charity. They're going to help families afford Christmas gifts. Oh, that's nice. Right. So, But what I didn't realize when I went to my – the first Guns N' Hoses event I went to, I think, was a baseball game Mm -hmm. at Melaleuca Field. And I didn't realize there is some serious rivalry between cops – and firefighters. I mean, there's got to be, right? Uh, yeah. And I happen to be more on the cops' side just because I know more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, you know, the cops make fun of the firefighters. The firefighters make fun of the cops. I think that some of that rivalry comes from jealousy, though. Because I've never had a bad interaction with a firefighter, <laughs> you know? they're And also, firefighters are kind of like well-known for being smoke shows. Right. Yeah. I'm firemen saying, calendars and all that. Yeah. Like, there are no cop calendars, you know? Like, Maybe there, there should so be. Many, <laughs> there are so many worse stereotypes about cops than there are, than there are about firefighters. So it kind of wouldn't surprise me if, like, the cops were a little bit bitter and wanted to kick the firefighters' butts just because they they're a little jealous. We'll see who wins. It sounds like a it sounds like a fun time. Wheelchair yeah. basketball, right? If in two words you can kind of get the concept. Yeah. You know. You know what? Just to be a brat, I'm not gonna root for the underdog. I'm gonna go over with the firefighters. All right. You can be with the cops. I'll be with the firefighters. Okay. That's that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm team cops. You're team <laughs> hosers. Yeah. <laughs> Or whatever. I'll find a way to make fun of you. I promise. (laughs) Okay. And third and finally on our list of things that are. They could pick me up and carry me around like I was a little baby. Oh, you'd love that. that. I would love that. (laughs) That'd be nice. I wish people would carry me everywhere I needed to go. Put them up on their shoulders like you. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I just want to be tossed around like a rag doll. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe when this podcast wins the gold medal at the Eastern Idaho State Fair. There we go. I love that. Do you mean the blue ribbon? The blue, sorry, the blue ribbon. Yeah, they don't have gold medals to be handing out. Come on. And we'll get to the fair in just a minute. One last thing that we noticed was coming up and just want to mention. Um, Will Graham, the grandson of Billy Graham, is mm-hmm. coming to an event in East Idaho Mountain America Center, September 23rd and 24th. So two-day event. I have to mention it. You're like, you're looking at me like... Should I know who that is? Sketchily. Well, okay, yeah, we'll get into that. (laughs) Like, why are you mentioning this? I'm mentioning this because I was raised Baptist, and I have to. So Billy Graham was one of the first. Okay, televangelist, right? Televangelist. Okay. But he wasn't um, a tool televangelist preaching the prosperity gospel. Yeah, of send me money so you'll get more money. Three Gulfstream jets at $10 million a piece with a $40 million mansion in Texas. Yeah. But, and he wasn't a Falwell who, you know, said all that controversial stuff about gay people in the 80s and how AIDS was God's punishment. Oh, yikes. He never really got ignorant. I think there was a few controversial moments Mm -hmm. um, that I think he actually later owned and apologized for. Okay. So anyway, Will Graham is the grandson of this guy, Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. And I think Billy Graham died this century. I think it was into the 2000s he passed away. Not to be confused with a popular concert promoter, Billy Graham, mm-hmm. whose business is like Billy Graham Presents or something. Anyway, so I, I, I tried to go down the rabbit hole on this and find out why he was coming. What's it called? It's called a Lookout Look Up Tour. Mm-hmm. And I, they only have one date in Idaho Falls. So I don't know if it's a kickoff or if we're bringing him here specifically or what, but mm. definitely worth you know mentioning. Interesting. If, I, I wonder how much of a market there is for him here. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's it's prime. Pri- we're not going to surprise you when we say Idaho Falls is primarily LDS. Yeah. I think here's how it goes the five counties in East I- that make up most of East Idaho, from south to north, and coincidentally, also alphabetically, are Bannock, Bingham, Bonneville, Jefferson, Madison. Mm-hmm. And, and like we talked about earlier with the 90 minute corridor. North, south to north, we go, you know, less religious and then more religious. And I think Bonneville uh, County is an even 50-50%. I would say so. LDS and non-LDS. If not, maybe even 60-40 now, because all those godless heathens have Could be. I, well, and I remember in the early 2000s, Salt Lake City announced that, hey, we're, we're no longer even half LDS anymore. Yeah. They had just that become me. such a big city, mm-hmm. yeah, that the Mormons were then in a minority. So finally on our list is the Eastern Idaho State Fair. And I just want to ask you a, a brief trivia question, Carl. What does the sign the, at the main gate of the Eastern Idaho State Fair say? I would assume it would say something like Blackfoot Fairgrounds or Eastern Idaho State Fair or something. Yeah, you would think, yeah. especially that second one. Yeah. Nope, it says East Idaho State Fair. I always thought it just said what it was called, but it does not. Well, and especially because the only other state fair in Idaho is the West one, which is in Boise, right? The one that just happened in Boise. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the most specific you can be, really, is it's not the one over there. It's the one over here. And we're always a week after them. And we, we had that confirmed today when we got this lovely caricature which I love that we're doing caricatures now. I think it's super fun. That's kind of your thing. We got one at Disneyland. Yeah. And now we've gotten one at the Eastern Idaho State Fair. Well, I think it's kind of a fun opportunity to see how other people see you. you know? Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I look at them and I go, I just want to see what they exaggerate. I would think my nose, mm-hmm. but what they mostly do is my jaw. You have a great jaw. <laughs> That's oh, why. Thank you. Yeah. I just had it stuffed. <laughs> what, no, what? Well, and also it's sort of a relatively cheap way to you know, create your own souvenir that's specific to you. Yeah, good point. So her name was Connie, and you really liked her because she got the color of your hair right. She did. What is, so, the, what is the color of your hair? I would call it auburn. All right. It's definitely more in the ginger category. Um, but when we did our uh, Disneyland caricatures, I feel like it turned out a little bit blonde. Now, I think that's because I was wearing a, a very particular shade of mustard, which does tend to bring out the gold tones in my hair. Uh, mustard in your dress. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That brings out a color in your hair. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. And I remember... <laughs> I don't remember squirting mustard on you in Disneyland. No. <laughs> okay, sorry. I was way Fair. off in the weeds there. <laughs> You're good. Uh, but it's so funny because I remember when they first showed us it and I was like, oh, he made me blonde. And you were like, what do you mean? And then later I went and showed it to my family and my brother said, oh, he made you blonde. Oh, okay. You know? uh, well, <laughs> and I guess I can't delineate. Well, and... The more I look at it, the more I see that he didn't. And especially when I compared it to the um, photo that we gave him, it was super accurate, honestly. Um, But I feel like she got it more like day-to-day accurate, you know, than he did because he was going off of a a very specific picture with specific lighting and a specific color of dress. Right. And this one we actually sat for and we sat for it, I swear, we got to the... The caricature booth, you'll see it right on the way from the main gate to the midway with the carnival rides. Mm -hmm. She's on the right, and we sat down inside her booth while she finished with one couple. The other couple left, and then it started pouring. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) here's some video of people walking by the caricature booth at the Eastern Idaho State Fair in the pouring rain. And thankfully, (laughs) that was also the last thing we wanted to do while we were there. It was perfect. we'd already gotten a bullseye burger, which we shared. We got the one with the egg on it, which was so good. And if you think about it, it's mostly breakfast. Yeah. Because it's a donut, an egg, bacon, and then a hot burger in there, too. Yeah, yeah. It's practically breakfast. And they serve wet naps. Which is so So smart. Valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Their their sign says bullseye burger in really big letters because that's the thing they're famous for. But I believe it's Outlaw Catering Company that does it. Yes. I think they've got those letters on there too. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. And I and I do kind of like that we've started a little tradition here. Let's if we go someplace, let's get a caricature that does caricatures, let's get one. Yeah, I think it's fun. Yeah. Um we also got some of those crab fries. Which I had heard about on Facebook, and I I love seafood. I'm a seafood fiend, and they were so good. They, they were good. I'll give you that. Uh-huh. I just, I, it's so weird to me to crave seafood on a hot day in <laughs> Idaho. It's because I want what I can't have, you know. <laughs> and I know modern refrigeration is a thing. Mm-hmm. I get it, but I wasn't craving that at all. And then you gave me a bite. The fries were crispy. So crispy. They were well seasoned. I don't know if they used mm-hmm. Lowry's or Old Bay or something, just mm, a pow. Right. And then a little aioli uh, mayonnaise something. Right. Yeah. That went perfect. Maybe it had a little tartar in it. I don't know. That, that went be, perfect with the crab. Yeah, that'd be a good um that'd be a good move if it did. Because mm-hmm. I love tartar sauce. But yeah, it was just delightful. And we it was the funniest, weirdest version of a burger and fries. <laughs> yes, you it know? was. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, and we just split both of them, which was great. <laughs> and then we walked around all the little um, booths inside inside the uh, what's that one building? I wonder right when you walk in. I know there's a name I for don't it. No, but there's like two or three of them, yeah. and 
Look at this huge pumpkin, by the way. Oh my gosh, that thing was massive. Cliff Warren of Pocatello won the blue ribbon for this prize-winning pumpkin, 629 pounds? So 600? That can't be right. It what? was incredible. Yeah, yeah. like the runner-up was four-something. I was like, oh, that poor guy never had a chance. Man, I don't know why I thought imagine it was Imagine so growing much- a 450-pound pumpkin and not winning. Right. I can't even imagine a 100-pound pumpkin. Man, that would take, that'd make a lot of pie. One thing that needs mentioning, I think, or at least according to the fair it does, because I follow them on Facebook, they're saying, watch out for scam tickets. Um, basically, third-party resellers. You know how when you go to Google mm-hmm. tickets for a thing, like the first three things that come up, sometimes four or more, mm-hmm. are either sponsored sites that are third-party resellers mm-hmm. or, um, I don't want to say scam sites, but definitely not the company that you're wishing to purchase from. Yeah. And I don't know if they're resellers, like they've already purchased the tickets and you can buy them from the. Like we were looking into Matt Reif tickets because the show, he was just, I guess he was just at the University of Utah and he's coming back Uh in the spring. We're like, oh, we got to go see Matt Reif. Sold out. Oh. But not according to the top three websites where I'm sure you pay twice as much for the tickets and then some service fees. So the, the Eastern Idaho State Fair is encouraging people to beware of third party resellers, ticket vendors, like you just want to go to funatthefair.com. That's Which, the way to get your tickets. Also, I can't really, like, how much money could they possibly be making off of scam tickets? Because a normal ticket is only seven bucks. General admission is seven bucks. Like, what else could you possibly need? So what else do you want to do? Well, you know, I think even without the rain having happened, it is still kind of a two-day event. Um because you kind of can't see everything all at once or else it's not as fun and special and you can't appreciate it. I feel like you'll start to just walk faster to get it over with. <laughs> yeah. um, now, the thing I really want to do is see the critters. Because we had planned to do that after the caricature, but then the rain happened and I was like, man, we're coming back anyway. Let's just do that later. So we're going to go see Gaffigan and we're going to see the critters at the same time, which I can't wait for because I feel like I'm going to be laughing all day because I love laughing at baby goats and I feel like I'm going to be laughing at Gaffigan. So I, And I love the baby goats too. I'm glad that we're on the same page there. Oh yeah. Oh, you know what else I love? I love the bunnies at the fair. Oh yeah. They're so cute. And sometimes they're close enough to the uh, edge that you can pet them a little and they're always so soft, soft and fluffy. Give me that leg for luck. <laughs> well, and I, love, I really love the floppy-eared bunnies. Uh-huh. Those are my favorite, just because they look like they have a very stylish little hairdo. Or the ones that look like long-haired cats, like Maine Coons. Yes. The ones oh. that have the really long hair. Those are bizarre. Yeah, I think those are um, lion's heads. But one of the things I'd like to do, and I wonder if it'd be okay, is get a couple of boxes of sun-made raisins. Oh, yeah. And take them to the goats. Because I actually had to Google once, what do goats like to eat? Mm-hmm. Because there are, okay, some people don't know this, farmers sometimes rent goats or they take their own goats and and you'll see it about this time of year, I believe, Mm -hmm. you'll see the goats tied up outside of the fence. Oh, interesting. And typically what they're doing is they're grazing the vegetation along the canal banks. Oh, smart. Pretty smart. Yeah. Right? I, being a stupid city slicker at one point, saw a poor goat chained up outside of a farmer's fence and was like, pulled over, (laughs) got out, approached the goat, petted the goat. I did. I totally petted the goat. But all you did. 
All I did was pet. Okay. But then I went home and Googled what do goats like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I guess, I don't know, I'm really going to sound like a stupid person here, but I, I think they have like four stomachs like cows. Uh-huh. I think they've got that kind of digestive system. So you have to be careful kind of what you let them eat. Uh-huh. But I think raisins are okay. So the only reason I wouldn't want to take raisins, though, is because uh, raisins are highly toxic to dogs and some people like to take their pups to the fair. Well, I'd make sure the goat ate them all. There you go. Okay, yeah. If you do or that, then I think you're fine. I mean, maybe like there's grapes or something too. You know how you're not supposed to give ducks bread? Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. still does it. Everybody says, oh, I it's so oh, I've got half a loaf of bread that's gone bad. Let's take it and give it to these birds. I know. And it just but it's like really diarrhea. Not, it's so bad. It's not good for them. Yeah. Maybe that's why we have so much goose poop on the right? river walk. I'm sure it is. Green belt. Yeah. But one thing you can do if you do want to feed the ducks is peas, because it's safe for dogs and it's also safe for ducks. Okay. One other booth we saw inside those buildings to the right, right when you walk in through the main gate, uh, an old buddy of mine, Mark Haney, really creative guy, always has been, mm-hmm. he like designs his own board games. Yeah, that's so cool to me. Yeah. I had no idea that they were all done by him, too. Because when I looked at the booth, they all looked so different, I would have never assumed. And there were like a dozen games. Yeah. We only stopped because Carl has a friend who collects D&D dice. Yeah, and they had some really cool ones. A great selection. Here's the funny thing, too. She told me that they've already sold through 70% of all of their D&D dice that they brought for the fair. I believe it. Because yeah. it's some eye candy. It is. You absolutely. Know? And they have the kind that are, have the, like the floating eyes in it. And not only that, they have full sets where each of the dice have a floating eye in them. Doesn't your friend have a huge D20 yeah, with the floating eyeball yeah, in it? Yeah, she's got one big... <laughs> like that thing's... Probably the size of a small apple. Yeah. You know? And it has this big floating eye that like twists around yeah. when you twist it. It's it's really cool. So I guess you can get some of these games at Round Table Games on Homes in Idaho Falls. Which I've been dying to go into anyway, because yeah. I actually really love board games. And I think we might have to buy one of your friend's games. Anything Because they look really cool. Yeah, anything by Joe Magic. Yeah. And he was explaining a couple of the games and the plots, and they sounded really cool and interesting. I know. I feel kind of bad. I wish we would have bought one then, because now we have an extra chore. Um, but yeah, I but think I want to buy into, one. I want to go into Round Table too. Let's do it. Yeah, I love it. So that's about it for the fair. And if you're wondering why we haven't focused on a lot of the food, you should go back a podcast, our bonus mini-sode, after episode seven and before this episode eight, mm-hmm. and listen to that because we'll, we go in-depth and we tell you who the winners were, in what categories, and yeah. Right. The, the fairest of them all entree, I do remember, is from Smoke and Bees, which is right next to Billman's. Mm-hmm. They're in that little food court area. Mm-hmm. And it's called the whole damn farm. <laughs> oh, that thing was so good. And it'll it. I don't know if it'll feed, feed a family you for a week, but I think it'll come close. Oh, it absolutely. It would definitely feed a family. Yeah, like a family of four, mom, dad, two kids. Absolutely, it will. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe some of the bigger families that we get around here, you might need two, depending on how uh, hungry your teens are. You know, <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, but man, ever since we went to the fair today, and I got some food. I have been having the smelliest, grossest fair food burps. (laughs) I am so sorry. Like, I really genuinely hope you don't accidentally smell one because they are (laughs) disgusting. They're rancid. It's a good thing we have a split shot here in the studio with two cameras. (laughs) It's a good thing I'm still six feet away from you. Yeah, thank goodness. (laughs) Yeah, because there have been a couple of times when I've had to turn my head to burp and I've just been like, oh my gosh, like stay (laughs) over there. Well, and kind of what do you expect when you... Have a hamburger made out of donut. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And fries with crab on them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It is 
here's the thing. Tasted great. Yeah. Smells awful coming back, you know? You know, I think there are mints that you swallow that are specifically meant to neutralize, you know, not just stomach acid, but stomach acid burp smell. No, there are not. I think so, yeah. Really? Yeah, so your burps smell like mint. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I don't usually get this bad of burps, but like today, oof. (laughs) They're rolled down the window on the way home from the fair? Oh, definitely. (laughs) I would never subject someone to smelling them because they are bad. You do the little roll down and... I will say, I think Rango would really enjoy them because oh, uh, he's gross. <laughs> yeah, animals are gross. Oh, and you know, my cat Leo would probably really dig them too because he loves weird mouth smells. So let's talk about he that for a second. He loves morning breath so much. Yeah. Leo will literally, it's almost like how he says hi. Yeah. Or have you been cheating on me with food? <laughs> you know, right. he'll stick his, he wants to stick his nose all the way in your mouth. Yes. Especially if... He wants to be a dentist. <laughs> he does. He He's does. an aspiring uh, dental hygienist. Yeah. He he really likes mint. He loves the smell S- of mint. Specifically, I believe, spearmint. Mm-hmm. Anytime I brush my teeth, if I like crawl back into bed with him or something after that, he will be in my mouth well, the entire I, morning. And I think... Like, cats are notoriously averse to mint. A, a lot of them are, yeah. But, like, I can't leave packs of gum on the table, because if I do, he'll open them and he'll chew on them, because he's a butthole. And and inevitably, when you buy straw... Here's the other weird one. When oh, you buy strawberries... Yes. You know how strawberries come in that plastic vented container. Mm-hmm. You'll put them on the counter as you're... And yeah. inevitably, you'll hear a crash, uh-huh. because he likes to do this cat... You know how cats do? They... Rub their stuff against. Yeah, he'll rub his cheeks. Thing. He'll rub his cheeks against the ridges of the the strawberry container because he likes the smell so much. And and he doesn't do it to any other veggies. It's not the just texture. strawberries. It's only strawberries to the point where they will inevitably fall off the table. Oh yeah, where you have placed them. And so when I saw this, I was like, okay, let's just put a few strawberries on a plate mm-hmm. and let them have at it. Yeah. Nope. No. He just likes the smell. Yeah. And I think it's more the smell of the green top on top of the strawberry. I kind of wonder that, yeah. Than the strawberry. Mm-hmm. Just a weird cat. He's a weirdo. <laughs> I love him so much, though. Well, that's it for us. It was uh, definitely fun at the fair. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Make sure you only get your tickets from funatthefair.com. And make sure you go get some food. Yeah. They have some great ones this year, man. And say hi to Connie, the caricaturist. Yeah. Find Mike Nelson. And look, Carl, they found a picture of us. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's pretty funny. And I'm Carly Morgan. And don't make other people smell your fair food burps. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're your cat. That's fine. <laughs>